0: Uh, so, dear Heavenly Father, I just ask you to just invade this place right now, Lord God. Um, as you just, uh, Spirit, just move um, tonight. Um, and, Lord, we just, uh, we just thank you for uh, the just students that have come out tonight, Lord God. And we just um, ask you to just uh, invade our hearts, Lord. Um, just Holy Spirit, just come. Just come. We want more of you.
1: His deep, his love is wide and it covers us. His love is fierce, his love is strong. It is Sweet, your love is wild, and it's waking hearts to lie. Wake my
2: Yeah, I just feel like the Father is inviting you, inviting us right now. Do we trust him enough that, to believe that he works all things together for our good and his glory? We're not making this up. We're not just singing this song. It comes right out of scripture, Romans 8, 28. What situation right now has happened to you or is going on in your life? Would you trust him enough to give him that? God, I give you that fear. I give you that worry. I give you that sin. I give you that mistake. I give you this relationship. I give you this test or these grades. I give you this person. I give you myself. Would you hand that over to God? Say, Lord, I trust you enough somehow, some way, I trust and I declare that you will work through this situation for my good and your glory. Guys, I know that's hard to believe. I have a situation going on right now in my life, and if I'm being completely honest, it's hard to believe that. How could you use this, God, for my good? But do we trust Him that somehow, some way, He will? So I ask you, can we sing this chorus again? And will you just give him that situation, give him that thing that's weighing on your heart right now. Even if you don't feel it, even if you don't believe it, just speak it out and say, God, somehow, some way, I trust you to make this work together for my good. Will you take that risk with me?
3: We just thank you that you're so good. That even our biggest fears, our biggest worries, the biggest storm rages on, God, you make it for your good and your glory. So, God, I just pray that our walls will be brought down. That we will let you in our hearts. That you have your way tonight. And so we just say, have your way, Jesus. We love you.
2: what's up everyone how are you tonight thanks for coming out man Could we give those worship band a round of applause again please sweet thanks man well if this is your first time here thank you for joining us if it's your second time here thanks for coming back And uh, if it's your third time, I don't know, I was trying to think of something funny to say, but nothing's coming. Um, (laughs) Thanks for that. Thanks, Micah. (laughs) Um, Man, it's good to see you guys. My name is Ryan. I'm the college pastor here with Alive from the Vineyard Church. um, And it's uh, awesome to be here tonight. We are going through uh, a a story, a journey uh, through the Book of Acts this semester we're, really wanna, we're known as a family. Um, that makes us a family on Wednesday nights, through, uh, uh, the rest of the nights of the week, too. We have small groups. We have events planned. Um, but we're really looking at, well, what does family mean? And that's why we're looking at the book of Acts because it's a story about the 12 disciples and what they did with their lives after Jesus left and went to heaven and how God used them to transform um, this world. And so we're in the fifth chapter today. And last week, just to backtrack and recap a little bit, we looked in Acts three uh, when John and Peter made the first healing. God used them to heal a crippled and turn you know, a lame man was able to walk like that in Jesus' name. And in Acts four, it was all about boldness, right? And God moved in some pretty bold ways last week. Uh, it was just amazing to see uh, <laughs> some of the stories of what's happened here is has carried over to the church. Uh, on Sunday, many of you were there and came up and got down on your knees when Clay had the call, and it was just a powerful time. So we just, we just celebrate all that God's doing. We celebrate specifically with some of the new people that God is touching and working through, and just it inspires my faith. So I just want to say thank you for being bold. Thank you for coming, and thanks for taking risks, because it inspires us and it sharpens us. Um, so I'm going to pray us in real quick. We're going to look at Acts 5. I think it's a kind of a, a lot of scripture tonight, um, and I think the Lord has some cool things he wants to say, so I'm going to jump in. Would you guys pray with me real quick? Oh. oh, God, we just thank you again, Father, that your love is good, and that you work through every and any situation. And Father, I thank you that you love us because you love us because you love us. And, God, so I just pray that I can get out of the way and that you would speak to me and through me. That you would penetrate the hearts here, including mine, Holy Spirit. And that you would awaken us to the God of miracles. And I thank you, Father, that you turn, (laughs) that you make rainbows out of storms and turn beauty into ashes. And that sometimes healing takes place like that, like we saw the crippled man be healed. But sometimes it also, there's suffering and there's things that happen, but you still work through that for our good. So I pray, Father, that we leave tonight a little more like you because we've encountered your love and your truth. I bless everyone here. And I just humbly ask for your help, God. (laughs) I thank you that you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So I'm going to jump right in because this is a heck of a story. Um, So if you want to open your Bibles up, I'm in Acts chapter 5. Now there's a lot in here. And again, I just want to say as we go through the book of Acts, I can't cover everything But I really hope you guys can follow along with me in scripture. I I encourage you, go home tonight before you go to bed. Read the entire chapter because there's some awesome and amazing stuff in here that I I just can't get to, right? When I kind of go and prepare, I say, Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to say. Show me what you want me to speak because there's so much good stuff, but I want to choose the best stuff pertaining for us tonight. But, but I just encourage you, read along with me. Because as you read scripture, Holy Spirit's going to speak to you and you and you different things that he's spoken to me. And that's what makes the body so cool. And that's why we're we're it's so powerful to do life with each other. That's why, again, not, not to plug, but why we have small groups on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Because you get believers together and you share what God's doing. You open up the word. You worship. And it, you inspire each other. Because the same God that speaks to me speaks to you. Do you guys believe that? Do you guys believe that as you come here, you help me be a better man of God? I promise that you do. Kate Herwin's like, yes, amen. That's actually why I'm here. Did anyone else hear how loud she said that? (laughs) Love you, sis. All right, cool. I'm going to jump in. So um, we're going to start off at, where is it? There we go. Uh, Verse 17. So check this. Then the high priest and all the associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them on a pu- in the public jail. So, give you some context. We're gonna stop real quick right there. So they they healed this man, right? You guys remember from last week, if you were here, if you weren't, it's okay. They healed this man, and then they started sharing about the goodness and the the love of God in front of people, right? In front of a lot of people. So the Sadducees, uh, the scribes, uh, the Pharisees, the same people that arrested Jesus, arrested them. They did not want the message of Jesus getting out to anyone else. But guess what? The same spirit that lived in God lived in his apostles. And just because Jesus was in heaven, his story wasn't over. Just like his story's not over today. So they, they heal this man in Jesus' name. He's healed like that. They're sharing the good news. They're, they're acting in boldness. And then the Sadducees come. And do you notice they're filled with jealousy? They're filled with jealousy. Have you ever noticed jealousy jacks our minds up a little bit, doesn't it? Like seriously, like, like I, I've been jealous. I get jealous. Like, like it, it, it literally warps our minds and makes us think differently. Like like they already like like they they healed this man, right they, and, and he even says, if you guys remember last week we it was an act of kindness and compassion, but it was jealousy because the scribes couldn't do that, the Pharisees couldn't do that, they knew all about God, but they didn't know God with their hearts, they didn't recognize him when he was right in front of them, so I just want to point that out, it was the jealousy they were filled with jealousy they they arrested the apostles and put them in public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of this new life. And <laughs> I actually skipped my point one. This is point two. You know that, though. Uh, I'm going to go back. <laughs> Just realized that. Um, but I love this, that they get They get arrested. They're in jail. Think about that. Have you ever done something great? And then, you know, I feel like when you do something bad and you're giving consequences, you justify it, right? You're like, oh, I deserve that. Like, like I, I should be in here. But, man, what gets me fired up is when someone blames me or judges me for something that I didn't do, right? Or that, that it was right, but in their eyes it was wrong, and they think it's, they think it's wrong. And I, have, you, have, you ever, have you ever felt like that before? Think about what they felt. They just did an amazing, amazing thing, and then they're thrown in jail. Would your faith be rocked? I know mine would. Would you maybe have felt like, God, we just healed this man. We just did this amazing thing, and then you throw us in jail? What? God, why would you leave me? Why would you forsake me? Why would you abandon me? Have you ever felt like that in your life? It's amazing when uh, miracles and amazing things happen. But have you ever felt like that? Like, God, why is this bad thing happening? Have you ever felt like, is he mad at you? Or did he leave you? Or did he abandon you? I believe the first, one of the things that God wants you to know right now, that yes, God is a God of miracles. And he moves, and sometimes you're healed, and he's touched like that. But guys, also, sometimes there's hard and bad things that happen in this life. And sometimes... We suffer, but that doesn't mean God has abandoned us or left us. And it doesn't mean he's going to never heal us or let us out of that thing. Because as they're in jail, the angel of the Lord comes and opens up the cells to let them out. And what does he say? Go and tell the people, tell the world the full message of this new life. Have you, have we, have we been given a new life? I believe all you guys are here tonight for a reason. I know each day I wake up, I want to grow more more like God. I want to be awakened to more the man that he's created me to be. Do you guys believe that he lives in you just like he lives in me? Just like he lives in these apostles and disciples? That you have a new life. And just like last week, you're meant to share that life with people. You're meant to share the good news. You guys remember the story of the, the guy, um, the atheist professor? He chanted for, what was, it, what was it, 20 years? He challenged the students that anyone who believed in God, stand up. And no one, did, no one did, no one did, no one did. But yet, one person did. And then God moved because he's a rewarder of faith. Do you believe that you have a story that you're meant to share? That you have a new life. That even if this is your first time here tonight, you're here for a reason. And that you have something to offer this world. That you can make an impact. And the people in your life need you. I believe that's one of the things the Father wants us to know tonight. He's a father of good gifts. He gives us new life in Jesus Christ. We're meant to walk in that and live in that and share that with others. Not just when we have a microphone or at church. But in the dark places of our lives, in our classrooms, in our friendships, in conflicts, so to share the goodness of the new life that God has given us. Let me jump back real quick, because I skipped my my first point. Uh, In verse twelve, it says this: The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used uh, used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least, at least Peter, Peter's shadow might fall on them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them, we're healed. Can we just take a second? Did he just say someone's shadow? Like what? Like I'm not making this up. Like I promise if you look at your book it says that. Like 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 he just wa- wanted to, his shadow to touch him. Is this like Peter Pan looking for his shadow? Thank you for laughing David. <laughs> like, like for real. Like what? Like the power of God is so powerful that if someone's shadow falls on them they can be healed? Like, like, and do we believe this, that all the sick, all the lame, all those who had evil spirits came to them, and every single one of them were healed? Like, this is a factual book. And do we believe that God is a God of miracles, and he still does those miracles today? Do we see them every day? I believe we do. Do they always look like we want them to look? No. No. But God is a God of miracles. I want to remind us of that. Well, I actually don't want to remind you of that. I feel like God wants to remind us of that. That he always wants to heal. God always wants to heal and always wants to help, even if it comes in ways that we wouldn't expect. Do you believe that he's a good father? He wants to move in your life. He wants to heal you, whatever that looks like. And if it doesn't happen today, do you believe that it could happen tomorrow? Because that's what a good father does, and he's not going to stop fighting for you. So then we go back. So, so they, they're healing people, the high priests and the Sadducees, like I said, they come, they arrest them. The angel of the Lord again comes and opens the gates, and they say, go and tell the good news So the second point is this, God gives new life. My question is for you, if God has given you a gift, if God has given you a new life, what are we going to do with it? You know, if we say someone gave us like 10 Porsches and was like, hey, I want you to go give these away to people. You'd be like, what? 10 Porsches? Man, calling up my homies. I'm giving them to them. like, man, I'm going to be the man on campus. Like, man, like I'm legit, right? Like, do we believe that the life and the goodness of the Lord that he's given us, the hope in Jesus Christ, is better than a Porsche? That literally we can give that to someone and help them know that they are a son and a daughter and that they matter in this life? Like, for real, like, I saw a movie um, the other day. What movie was it? I love to see movies. Um, What (laughs) movie did I see? I think it was with you, maybe. No, not that Boston movie. Shoot, what movie? Well, I saw a movie, and I remember, I feel like it was with, oh, I know what it was. Um, Manchester by the Sea. I saw it with Brett, not David. I get them confused. They're similar. And uh, (laughs) they're both best friends, crazy, love the Lord. You know, there you go. Um, Crazy in a good way. (laughs) Um, But I remember we saw this movie, and I love going to movies. If you know me or have ever hung out with me, you know this. Literally every movie I go to, I just say, Lord, please speak to me and inspire me. I believe God can speak through anything if we're willing to hear him, right? Now, now, I think there's discernment in that, right? Like, we need to be careful what we're subjecting ourselves to. But um, I believe he can use anything. So I go and see this movie. I felt like God uh, called me to see this movie. And it was kind of a sad movie. I wouldn't recommend you seeing it, you know. And I'm like, God, why did I see this movie, you know? Like, like it's not always crystal clear. And um, I just felt like he said, without me, you can't have hope. Like, you can go to counseling, you can go to all these things, you can take medications, those are all good things. Those are all things I've done in my life, and in some ways I still do. Um, but without the hope of Jesus Christ, man, this life is meaningless, guys. This life is meaningless. Solomon, uh, King David's son, who had everything, right, like literally, and he came down and he's like, it's meaningless without God. It's like chasing after the wind. You just can't catch it. You think you can, but then it slips through your fingers, and then it's something else, and something else, and something else. My life verse that I've shared many times I felt like described my life and my testimony in Christ was Luke 9.24, where Jesus says, for anyone who saves his life, for anyone who saves his, for anyone, sorry, who tries to save his life will lose it. But those who lose their life for me will save it. I was always looking for the next thing to put my hope in. And Jesus said, will you lose your life in me? Let me show you who you are. Let me show you who I created you to be. And something he always challenges me and encourages me with now, do you believe that my plan for you is better than your plan for you? That he has a good plan. He's a God who wants to heal. He's a God who wants to help. And he's given us an amazing gift that we're meant to walk in, to live for ourselves, but then to also give that away. Because as we live in it, it literally just falls off our shoulders, right? You you football players, everyone knows where you go. You're a football player. Tuck always says it's what you you do, not who you are. But guess what? As we walk with Christ, that's who we are. And everyone knows that as we lift that out. I don't want people to remember me as a pastor. I want them to remember me as a friend and someone who loved Jesus and loved others. How will you be remembered? What are you going to do with this one and precious life that you've been given? So the story goes on. Peter and the other apostles replied, "We must." Oh, all right. So they they're, they're thrown in jail. They're freed. Um, they go out, and now they're they're sharing about this new life. Right? These the the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. Then they go to the jail cell, and they're like, "What?" these dudes are missing like who let who let them out what guard let them out like could you imagine for a second you like put them in jail you go to visit them maybe to mock them maybe you're feeling nice you want to give them some food and they're literally they're gone out of their cell like what how did they get out and then someone says they're in the city they're in front of all people sharing about Jesus like have you ever just tried to like stop something or do something that like you just you just couldn't do but, like, you just, you, maybe, maybe it's a sports team you were trying to beat or, or a test. I don't know. But it's something you were just trying so hard at. But no matter what, it just, things were not falling into place. It just wasn't meant to be. I think that's how these guys felt a little bit. They're like, man, we killed Jesus. And now his state name's still being here. We thought the miracles and the signs and the wonders would stop. But yet they're still going on. And now these guys healed one man, healed a ton of people. We put him in jail. And now they're out doing it again. So then they said, all right, let's go get him again. We got to figure something out. And they say this. They say, stop stop saying the name of Jesus. You can't say that anymore. And Peter replies and says this. Peter and other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him. To his own right hand as prince and savior, that we might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. I feel like the third point that the Lord wants me to ask, not only you, but myself, do we obey, do we obey God or do we obey other people? Well, you might think, what do you mean, right? Like it, We need to obey other people. It's important to obey our, or obey, our, obey our parents, our professors, the people that matter, right? To show our coaches, to show people with respect. And I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. But there comes a point where it even says you will leave your mom and your dad. And we have to figure out who do you want to be? Who do we want to be? And are we going to listen when God says Go. And trust that he's with us. For my whole life, I w- I've been an addict people pleaser. I've cared so much what other people have thought that sometimes it's paralyzed me. Because I was never able to make my own decisions. I was never confident in what God was saying to me. And I think God wants us all to know that if you listen to his voice, even when it's hard, even when it's scary, even when you feel like your, your chest is being out, your heart is being out of your chest, he will go with you. He will use you. And it will be a radical ride, much probably like a roller coaster. If anyone's going on a roller coaster with me, I hate roller coasters. I hate the part where you go, you know, and i, and I like, if people said to talk to me, don't talk to me. Just tell me when we're at the top. Like, literally. And we get, we're at the top. Oh, Jesus! Like, literally. <laughs> no joke. Promise you. I'm not exaggerating. But I think it's like that sometimes, right? And are we going to enjoy the ride? And are we going to trust that God has an amazing journey for us to go on? When he gives us a chance to share about his love, truth, and freedom, will we step into it and trust him even through the midst of adversity? Again, I go back to that story last week. The atheist professor, 20 years, mocked his students and, and, and gave logical reasons, you know, what he thought were sound logical reasons why God didn't exist. It just took one guy to have a little bit of faith and stand up. And God moved in an amazing way. I challenged you. I felt like God challenged us last week and said, will you stand up for him? Will you be a fool for him and watch how he'll be a fool for you? Are we going to do that? Are we going to share what God's done in our life, even if it's hard, even if it's scary? So the, back to the story, one of the, one of the Sadducees, one of the leaders of the law he says this from in Acts 5, 38-39. Therefore, in the present case, he's speaking to the other Pharisees and Sadducees. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. Have you ever felt... Like, you've been fighting against God before? I have. For a long, long time, I tried to do everything by myself. I tried to do everything by my own strength. And sometimes it worked out, but most of the time it didn't. And when it did, it took a lot, a lot of work. Surrender is such a hard thing, but when we do it, it's such an amazing thing. It's one of the most peaceful things when you surrender that relationship, when you surrender that thing that you want so bad and say, God, if it's your will, you do it. And watch how he moves. And even if it doesn't happen, you have this peace and this trust that he is something or someone better than than you do. Number four is this, nothing can stop God's plan. Do you believe that for your life? Nothing can stop God's plan. If you don't, check these scriptures out. I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted or, or stopped, it says in Job. I love the verse, Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I understand I'm not giving you context for those Bible verses, but the part, the, the part that I feel like God wants you to know is, do you believe that he has a plan for your life and that even when hard things and adversity comes, that it can't be stopped? That even when the men put the Peter and John, the apostles, in jail, their vision, God's vision and purpose for their lives was not over. Sometimes it's to sit in jail because he's going to bring other people to that jail cell that needs the hope of love of Jesus Christ. And other times it says, no, I'm not letting you stay in there and I'm opening those doors and taking you out. The point that I feel like God wants us to know that when we go through hard times in our lives, it's so amazing to look at the healings and the good things that happen. But what happens when those don't happen? I know many of you and I know a lot of you are going through some hard stuff. I'm going through some hard stuff. But I'm so thankful that God's bringing me to a place, and I believe bringing you to a place, that you're not questioning his character. Because you know that he's for you and he loves you. That he didn't cause these bad things to happen in your life, but we trust him enough that he will use these things for our life. I believe that's what makes faith powerful. That even when we're in the jail cell, We trust that he's either going to take us out or he's going to use us for our good. Because our God's plan for our life doesn't fail and doesn't stop. The last thing is this. Um, His speech persuaded them. They called the the apostles in and they had them flogged. Being flogged is, it's almost like these uh, these, these these, these chains uh, with like spikes on them and that you Hit the person with it. And it's a very, very painful thing. We, if, you, if you ever saw Passion of the Christ movie, you saw Jesus going through this. Um, they were flogged for what they did. And then they were ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. They say, if you stop speaking in the name of Jesus, we will let you go. And I love this so much. Check this out. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Can we just read that again real quick? The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for his name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. I was at uh, my dad's house in Iowa this weekend, um, and I was hanging out with my little brother's, and we were looking to order a movie, and we saw a movie on demand that was about the Columbine shooting. Um, and it was about specifically the girl where the guys came up and, and put a pistol to her head. And said, do you believe in Jesus? And she said, yes. And they shot her. And I think about, what would I have said in that moment? And yet, her physical life ended then. But her story goes on. I actually heard a speaker uh, from her family or a family friend come to college five years ago and share her story. Now there's movies being made about the audacious and boldness of this girl's faith as a senior in high school. If you haven't heard it, research it, Google it. What would we do? Would we rep and reflect and trust God's name even when we're flogged? but nothing stopped them from going out and proclaiming the goodness of who God is friends we believe in healings we believe that God does amazing things but will our faith will our faith be strong enough when the hard times come i don't believe god causes those things i believe he holds us close And he takes us deeper. And I just love Romans 8.28, like that song. It's like an anchor in the storm, right? I just picture this boat in a storm and the waves are crashing and the wind all around them. And they don't know if they're going to make it. But they put the anchor down and they say, this anchor is our hope. This anchor is what our hope is to make it through the night. And Romans 8.28 is like that for me. And I say God even though I don't trust and I don't know why this is happening even though everything inside of me feels like you've abandoned me and you left me somehow some way I believe that this book is true somehow some way I'm going to trust and choose to believe that you will use this for my good that you will use this for my glory The last point is this that he is worthy that I want to have the faith That even when bad things happen to me, nothing stops me from sharing about the goodness of who God is. I believe that's true faith. It's easy to say it when healings happen and you're on top of the mountain. But do we proclaim it in the valley? Do we proclaim it in the journey? Do we speak about His goodness when family members have cancer or people break up with us or do bad things? Or when we mess up and fail? Do we still remember that he's good, and because he's worthy, he makes us worthy? Do you trust that he will still use you, and he will meet you in that jail cell? That he's a good, good father whose love never fails. I've, as I was praying for this message, I felt like the Lord... Gave me a quote that is probably common to some of you. But it's like real faith isn't just dancing in the sun, it's learning to dance in the rain. It's learning to praise Him and worship Him in the storm. And I believe He wants you to know He's a good dad who always wants to heal, always wants to help. But guys, it's not, we're in a war. If it was easy, everyone would be here. If if it was easy, the whole campus would be here. But do you get that most of you are here right now because someone invited you here? I know you're here right now because your roommate loved you enough to risk inviting you here, Eric. Zach, you're a part of an amazing fraternity that you love and talk about all the time. I humbly challenge you. How many of them know Jesus? Jesus. I'm not calling you out. I'm saying God lives in you and wants to use you. Seniors, I say this to my seniors all the time. What kind of legacy are you going to leave on this campus? What kind of legacy are we going to leave on this campus? Do you believe that you're at U of I for a reason? That you're a part of the sorority that you're a part of for a reason? You guys are on the football team for a reason. You're in Stratford for a reason that you guys have the power and the influence to do amazing things but it's not it's not always going to be easy but he promises his grace is enough his grace will carry us through and that's why we have things like this that's why we have small groups to come together and say hey when i'm weak you're strong when we partner our faith together hey man i'm going through something right now i need some prayer I need to know that I'm not alone. I need you to remind me that God's a good God and He's going to carry me through this. I need you to remind me that when this injury happened or this person breaks up with me that I thought I was going to marry that that God's still good and He still has a plan for my life. I promise you, He is, and I promise you, He's never going to let you go. And the storms aren't always fun. But I look back at the storms in my life and I see where rainbows are now, fo- now standing. And how he used those storms, not caused those storms, but how he used those storms, worked through those storms for my good and to draw me closer to his heart. So that in future storms, maybe future storms of my kids or other family members or you, I can look you in the eye, Arnie, and say it's going to be okay. That this too soon shall pass. That God will carry you through. Because that's what a good father does. Will you pray with me? God, I know this is a a heavier type of message, but I just want to humbly say thank you that you are the God of miracles. And I thank you, God, that you want to heal everyone. And sometimes that happens like that. And I pray that we would have the boldness and the faith and the love to always pray for that, to always pursue that, to always go after that. And God, I pray that even when hard times come, even when things happen in our lives that we can't understand, that we can't comprehend. I pray that you will make our faith and that we'll have such an intimate and deep friendship with you that we know that you are good and that you're for us. That no weapon formed against us shall prosper that you will work through all, every situation, every hardship for our good. And I pray, God, that I, I don't want to ask us to, for, for hard things. I don't want to ask that we'll be flogged or put in jail. But God, I do ask that we'll have the faith to persevere. That we'll have the faith to rejoice in our suffering. Know that Knowing that suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. And the hope from you, Jesus, the hope that's given to us through Jesus and through the power of your Holy Spirit won't fail us will never fail us God I don't want to live a lukewarm fickle life that's afraid to take chances that's afraid I don't want to live a goody-two Christian life that goes to church reads my Bible but never lives out the words in the Bible It's easy to stand up here with a freaking mic and say this stuff, but are we living it out? Are we making an impact? I was just thinking about my grandfather today that probably has five, four years left in his life, and he doesn't know Jesus, and he doesn't want to know Jesus. And it it hit me, am I even praying for him? What am I doing for him because I want him to be in heaven one day? I want him to know the hope of God that lives in my heart and lives in my life because without the hope of Christ, I don't know who I am. church, friends, family God I just pray you commission us that our hearts would break right now for the people that don't know you that our weapon and our action would be your love God that even when hard times and storms come we know you so intimately and truly that we know that you're for us and that we know that you can work through all things for our good that you are the God of miracles when we see them and when we don't. That doesn't change your character, that doesn't change your heart, that doesn't change what you wanna do. So God, I just bless my family. And I just pray that we'll make a difference on this campus. Not for our glory, but I pray by the end of the semester, this room will be filled. That we can't even stand in this room. I pray that when the David and the Hot team goes out week in, week out, and pray for people that the union, that healings are happening in Jesus' name. That everyone who walks through those doors will be healed in Jesus' name because our shadows fall on them. Because that's how powerful the love of God is in this place. I challenged the leaders before tonight. I said, don't go home tonight without being used. By God. And I humbly say this. If you're, not, if you're not used by God tonight, I don't think that's God's fault. And this isn't about works. This isn't about ministry. But do you believe we have a purpose? So, God, show Eric right now what his purpose is. Show Hero right now, the girls on the gymnastics team that need to know you through her. Give her the strength and the boldness. Show Christian on the golf team. Show Kundai, show Katie, show Miranda, show Cassie, show us, God. Show Pralav, who came here all the way from India, how he's going to make a difference on this campus. God, show us how you want to use us. Show us the people that need us and that need you. And God, give us the faith and the boldness to say yes and go. And to trust that you are a God of mercy. We humbly ask for your help.
3: So yeah. God a miracle I believe in you, to the God of miracles, I believe in you, I believe in you, to the God of miracles,
2: listen to the word of the Lord in Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, his love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. His understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out among them, his love endures forever. With the mighty hand and outstretched arm, your love endures forever, O God. To him who divided the Red Sea, your love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, your love endures forever. The one who swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, your love endures forever. To him who led the people through the wilderness, your love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, your love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, your love endures forever. The one who gave their land as an inheritance, your love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, your love endures forever. The one who remembered us in our low places, your love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies, your love endures forever one who gives food to every creature, your love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his love endures forever. Guys, I think just sometimes we got to remember what God has done in our lives. We got to remember, I mean, this is a psalm, right? And some of the psalms, I don't know exactly who wrote this particular psalm, but I know sometimes David writes to himself and the psalmist writes to himself and he says remember the good times man of God remember how God has worked and moved on your behalf I just feel like the Lord right now is saying to us we remember what I've done in your life will you recall it even if you didn't know it was me because this love endures forever That right now, if you're in the middle of a storm, if you're feeling alone and lost at sea, if you're in the middle of the night and you can't see the light, I just say to you, take hope, take heart, because daylight is coming, and His love endures forever. Guys, I don't want to be like the Pharisees and know about God, but not know God in my heart. I don't want to know about someone but not be their friend. His love endures forever, and his love lives in you. When we look at people's eyes, will they see the eyes and the glimpse of Jesus Christ looking back at them? His love endures forever.
3: Lost or sent, find their way at some yeah. point.